Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4 episode 67 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials located in Genesis chapters 28 to 33 in the week of February the 28th to March the 6th. And today uh, we are concluding concluding Genesis chapter 30 and going into chapter 31. Uh, so yesterday we just got to the moment that uh, Rebecca, not Rebecca, I keep getting the mixed up, that Rachel uh, was able to bear a child. Uh, and that is Joseph, who of course we will be learning a lot more about uh, in the later chapters of this uh, book. Uh, but for now, uh, we return now to Jacob. Uh, and what's interesting is that uh, he reaches the end of the seven years. Um, and then um, Laban says this to him. Uh, and I found this a really interesting uh, request. Laban says, um, I pray thee, if I have found favour in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. So, in other words, um, please stay because the Lord has blessed me because of you. Um, you know, and that, and do we have this happen to us? You know, are we keeping our covenants? Are we helping uh, the lives of others around us? To the point that they recognise uh, the the blessing that it is uh, to have us around. Um, are we being an inspiration and a support to others? So to the point that they are able to recognise the blessings that come um, because of our presence. Um, I, I quite like that thought. Um, not because you know we are amazing or incredible or anything like that, but because the Lord blesses. Um, people for their righteousness or even just because we as in being as christ-like as we can are just a blessing to other people in their lives uh, i think that that is something that could be um, appreciated by other people however uh, at the beginning of genesis chapter 31 uh, jacob is directed by the lord to to leave uh, and to depart uh, back to to his homeland uh, and so Jacob, uh, interestingly, before he does this, he, in verse 4, um, sends and calls Rachel and Leah to the field. Uh, and he says in verse 5, And said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not toward me as before, but the God of my father hath been with me. Um, so he says that, you know, that their father is starting to not like him as much. Um, in verse 7, I thought this was interesting. And your father have deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God suffered him not to hurt me. So clearly he is concerned now that it is getting to a stage that um, that it would be um, not just the wrong thing to do, but also a little dangerous uh, for them to stay any further um, in this land. So, but before he you know decides that they should go, he decides to speak to his wives that they have a say in what is going to happen as well. They agree uh, that it is time to depart um, with the knowledge that the Lord has blessed them um, because uh, over the years, uh, the, the increase that has been seen 
with Jacob and working for Laban is the blessing from the Lord. And in effect, um, one of the concerns Rachel and Leah asked was about inheritance from their father, that the dowry, which of course, uh, at the, in, with the custom that they were living in, was an important part um, of this marriage tradition. Um, but they recognised that um, this was the blessing from the Lord to help them be able to move on, was the increase that they had received. President Howard W. Hunter uh, said, quote, When Jacob was instructed to return to the land of Canaan, which meant living, leaving all for which he had worked many years, he called Rachel and Leah into the field where his flock was and explained what the Lord had said. The reply of Rachel was simple, straightforward, and indicative of her commitment. Whatsoever God hath said unto thee, do. Um, there is good reason to make our decision now to serve the Lord. On this Sunday morning, when the complications and temptations of life are somewhat removed, and when we have the time and more of an inclination to take an eternal perspective, we can more clearly evaluate what will bring us the greatest happiness in life. We should decide now, in the light of the morning, how we will act when the darkness of night and when the storms of temptation arrive. Close quote. So, uh, I liked that because it makes the, makes the point that in the moments of quiet reflection, it's easy to make the choice, perhaps, to, to make the right choices. Um, but in this case, um, we are invited also to make those good and correct choices when things are more difficult. They make their way away from um, the land of Laban uh, towards uh, the land of his father. Uh, now, of course, uh, one of the things that is on uh, Jacob's mind is how he left uh, the land of his father, which, of course, was with the knowledge that uh, his brother, when his father passed away, was intending to kill him. So something which, of course, you would be a bit concerned about uh, when returning back. The things aren't helped uh, with the way that um, this, uh, with what happens to begin with <coughs> in uh, Genesis chapter 32. In Genesis chapter 32, at the beginning, Jacob sends uh, a message uh, to his Esau, his brother, um, to just let him know that he is on his way, that he has plenty of belongings, that he doesn't need any, any support, and he can take care of himself, um, and that he is on his way. And then, uh, in verse 6, um, it says, And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee, and four hundred men with him. Now, <laughs> when you hear that, and you know that your brother was intending to kill you the last time you knew him, about twenty-odd years ago, um, that would probably strike fear in anyone's heart. And so Jacob is greatly afraid, and, and it says distressed uh, in the scriptures as well. You can't help but wonder, um, knowing what we, what we know about this story, about how Esau welcomes Jacob back, uh, ultimately, um, that that couldn't have been included in this message, <laughs> that Esau's coming with 400 men. Oh, but he's so happy to see you. But no, um, the men come back, and um, perhaps Esau didn't give any indication of how he felt to these messengers. Um, it would have been nice of Esau, perhaps, to do so. Perhaps Esau is just presuming that his brother will be happy to see him. Basically, there is a, a gap in communication here. And so because of that, uh, Jacob is th thinks that Esau and these, this band of 500, 400 men are coming to, to kill them. Uh, and he's very concerned, of course. Um, and so uh, he turns to the Lord, who, of course, is the one that told him to leave. 
his uh, to leave the previous land, as he says in this prayer. Um, it says in verse 9, Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which says unto me, Return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy that the least of all the mercies and all of the truth which thou hast shewed unto thy servants. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother and the mother with the children. So of course Jacob is very concerned about what is about to happen. He prays to the Lord, um, and what we will do is to tomorrow uh, and over the weekend we will have a look at what happens next. For it is this moment that we have the name change of Jacob to Israel, and of course we know about the importance of this and that this is a significant moment uh, in the history of this people for Israel in, um, is now today of course what we are intending and hoping to gather as a church um, and so we'll talk more about that tomorrow thank you so much for listening today uh, and until we meet again